Hello and welcome back to the Figcast Extra episode 26, one after the quarter century, two after an amazing phone-in show. You just can't get enough, can you, Panda? Indeed, hello. How are you doing today? Not too bad, not too bad. I've just polished off a, a hearty late lunch. Um, how are you doing? I'm fine. Yeah, I'm good. I'm on a fairly tight schedule today because I've got, I've got my chief groundsman visiting in about an hour's time. <laughs> Um, because we've got a garden party on uh, the 8th of August. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I've got decking area C, and there's some rogue nails, and the wood is failing on me, so I need to create a new feature. Um, and then I was going to ask you live on air as well if you wanted to come along and obviously serve drinks and canapes for me. <laughs> so, so... <laughs> I can come along, and if you've got any potential potential clients for the mogul, <laughs> I can I can imagine you roll in some some wealthy circles. So uh... <laughs> no, I don't. No, I don't, I don't well, I hold don't on. You're having a groundsman come over to your house before yep. a dinner party to fix no the garden. a garden party. Yeah, a garden a bouncy party. Car- yeah, there's a bouncy castle in there and things, you know. But there's a, it's it's health and safety because this decking area is. Well, I just bar- think you want to impress your neighbours. They can't see me with my 10-foot hedges and my ground. You know, they, they need binoculars to see me. <laughs> but some of them um, must be coming around for this garden party, right? You want to impress your friends? Um, no, the neighbours aren't visiting. No, I've got a lovely elderly couple to the left of me okay. who I rarely see. Well, they've been in lockdown, I guess. Yeah, I'm shielding, of course. Nice family to the right who play football all day. Oh, so, yeah. Um, yeah, quite You must love that, get the yeah. balls in the garden. Yeah, well, honestly, they come over all the time, so I don't mind that. I kind of try and, whenever they um, fly over, I'm like a dog, because I've got nothing to do with it. I kind of sprint into the garden and then try and play head tennis with them and interact. <laughs> um, so, no, I'm, I'm good. Market feels like it's stabilising, doesn't it? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Um, I wanted to ask you, though, just before that, what's sure. going to be your choice of attire for this garden party? Well, it's funny you say that. I've actually nipped into town today. And uh, we didn't prepare this, did we? I said, it was so amazing. We just recalled this. Anyway, I've got a beautiful vertically striped blue, yellow and black and white, um, like a bowling shirt. I obviously am a height of fashion, a fashionista, as you may say. And um, I've got it in my wardrobe now, ready to don. I may wear a white T-shirt under it and have it undone. I may just let the chest hair (laughs) I may just let the chest hair flow. (laughs) <laughs> because this is some piece i have to say and i may team it with navy shorts or white shorts oh wow wow vertical stripes are vertical thinning you've stripes. got to remember that they are elongating and thinning and i struggle with height i struggle with my waist so <laughs> elongating myself for the garden party is it's optimal fair play mm. fair play i've got some mm. nice striped shirts in the old wardrobe um, vertical or horizontal vertical i'm a vertical man as well oh, right. um, but yeah. i don't think i'm as vertically or horizontally challenged as yourself so, well, I'm not horizontally challenged, am I? Well, if you're talking I've about got your waist, good... right? Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Because you yeah, want the horizontal so... to be thinner. Yes, I used to have some horizontally striped jumpers. Maybe look broader. That was when I was 17 and trying to get into my local nightclub. <laughs> I kind of tried to... <laughs> I tried to make myself look broader and I had a fake fake, uh, fake ID. But nowadays, it doesn't wash, does it? No, no. I mean, so... I remember using... The first time I used a fake someone's id um mm. i used kind of like a it was just just another white guy <laughs> and it was and it was it was pretty it was it was quite a bit chunkier than me 
Well, we used to. We my my birthday's quite late in the school year, so obviously all my mates turned eighteen before me. Yeah. So we used to pass IDs around. And, oh, you know, they yeah, didn't, yeah, yeah. The bouncers used to turn a bit of a blind eye. Fifteen. Years I, t- ago. I tell you what, with this fat bloke's ID, I I so nearly got caught, but I don't know how. In my drunken state on the bus to this nightclub, I I actually memorized every single thing on this ID, like address like it honestly you know you had to though because they did quiz you wouldn't they the bouncers would quiz you on date of birth so you need to know all your mates date of birth and, it, and he's quizzed me and i've got it bang 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 and he's looking at me and he's like this is not you and i'm like well you know it is um mm. i've answered all your questions have you got anything else for me then the manager comes so basically then he asked me when the uh when the inception date of the id was or something like the the number like just some crazy number that you wouldn't know or like the the id number of the 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 license and i was just like yeah mate who the fuck's gonna know that i was like i literally looked at him i was like have you asked anyone else that and he was like no but this is clearly not you (laughs) and then he went (laughs) and then i was like well what is i've answered all your questions you've just asked me a bullshit one now um he got over his manager (laughs) and uh manager looked at me and went he was shaking his head as he let me in shaking did, his oh head. you did get la- i did get la- I, t- was shaking, I tell you what, shaking it- his head because he was like that's that's <laughs> <not him." laughs> it's funny thing nightclubs back in the day you know when you're 18 19 trying to impress the local talent <laughs> I used to, you know there's always a bit of a swagger we used to have a big set of stairs that you walk down into the dance hall and uh i used to kind of just tip my cap you know wave to the crowd as i used to walk in quite stupid looking back <laughs> anyway um so a quick shout out as well for myself to tony graham who's beat me on a bet we had a, oh yeah a chari- we had a charity bet actually what it's was it? under the radar it was marcus rashford i said he'd score 20 premier league goals because i said he was going to take over penalties from um <sighs> who did i say he was going to take bruno pogba Pogba. Lukaku wasn't it when Lukaku yeah. left was he on them but anyway I've, I came up short tell you what 17 no injuries mm. and he's got that in the bag I think no yeah I mean literally broke the back of the bet <laughs> the back. Yeah. Uh, so Tony so I've paid up on that so well who, have you, who have you donated to uh cancer research so um yeah uh, very impressive Tony so that's him and uh, you owe another shout out I think to a young I? designer who's who's revamped your uh your your oh, I do, band. I do. Yes, who's that? Aaron Brown. Yeah, <laughs> that he wants to be known as because it's two different Twitter accounts. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Very nice chap. He's been chasing me quite a lot. Obviously, I've been better on my DMs this week, so I'm slowly getting back to people, working through. So yeah, thank you to Aaron for the new branding, and Mark Iverson liked it as well. So we in the community, for those of you who've been on Twitter this week, Mark Iverson was doing a little bit of investigative yes. work yeah, around Football Index, and I think. You know, I'm a massive fan of Mark and me and him, we left uh, work at a similar time. Uh, about 10, 12 years ago, I was reading his blog. So he's a very sophisticated and advanced cricket trader. So I've got a lot of time for him, all the time in the world, actually. But I was a fraction disappointed with his... I felt the questions were leading and a little bit closed-mindedness when he looked at um, Football Index. But I think it's caught his attention and I've had some really polite DMs with him. And, you know... I, we're going to get it, and I think it's it's a compliment to the advertising and the marketing of Football Index because when it's reaching Carnberries and Mark Iversons and, um, you know, Joseph, is it Bookdale? Bushdale, Bushdale? I don't yeah. quite know how you pronounce that. I think that's a positive. Um, we need to be careful, I think, how we interact with them mm, mm. because, you know, I think half the community here don't fully understand the intricacies of it. So, 
Yeah, I think attacking them back isn't always the wisest option. But no, anyway, no, sometimes, but they're, sometimes they're very smart it, fellas. So you want well, they are, but homework set out. And I think it is it is very hard to debate and, and argue with someone who doesn't really understand how football index works. Yeah, it's set from a business or a market. Standpoint. That's right, mate. That's right. And I think sometimes they don't want to understand, no. which is really frustrating. So I think Joseph, who is an incredibly smart chap and a wonderful author, he doesn't particularly want to understand the nuance of it. Um, I think Mark does. So that's a positive, and um, I think they're all watching on with kind of eager eyes in terms of what happens with Nasdaq. Mm, mm. I think a lot so, of people are. I think that's going to be a, a big game changer for Football Index in the future. Mm. <sighs> oh, I tell you a quick question for you. I've jotted down here, which I haven't. I don't notes. mean to put you. On, I don't, well, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but I just wondered. So, for those of you listening, um, I was on a trader panel back at the back end of 2019, which I've spoken about before. I wasn't on the one this week. I don't know 100% if you were. I think you went to it. I was Could you just, on this one, yeah. Were you on it? I'm pleased. Okay, so I'm pleased with that. How, how was it? You know, what what concepts were discussed, I guess, without giving maybe too much away with the intricacies? I don't know. But yeah, how, how did you, how did it go? Uh, yeah, it was good. I think there was, um, uh, th- there was probably a lot more topics that wanted to be discussed from FI's point of view. Yeah. But I yeah. think as soon as the tap was turned on, basically every person there, and I, and I think I knew maybe 50% of the people there in the community, from the community, but there were some guys, I think, that were on there that I'd never heard of or are very good at kind of, you know, being anonymous or they just don't have social media. They're just traders in the background, right? Um, which I think there's probably more of them than, than we think. But um, essentially... Uh, I think they wanted to talk about comms, the announcement, and, and a few other things, but we didn't really get further than discussing the announcement and the dividend increase. And I tell you what, Panda, there's more passion for this product than I've ever seen in anything ever in my in my young life. Like, I've not known a community or traders on a thing be as passionate for said thing. Um, ever and and I think that really showed um, that really really showed in the trader panel there was some frustrated voices but overall the 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 thing that I felt from it was was passion and it was mainly to do with the announcement mainly to do with the communications around it mainly to do with kind of like the dividend increase quote unquote and and what it was and what it wasn't and uh, I mean I, I won't go into more depth than that because i don't think it's, it's fair on fi who who will probably want to do some some follow-up stuff with it and also i don't want to kind of reveal who else was there just for respect of those people but all in all it was it was good obviously you want to do these things in per- people person and i i almost think there was too many people for it to be kind of like an online call um there was i think about eight to eight or so trade eight to nine traders and i almost wonder if it would have been better if there was one member of fi staff per three people on three different calls to really uh get into the intricacies mm, of mm. like a subject whether it's kind it's of funny so how long indications how, or whatever so how how long was the trader panel on wednesday uh an hour okay yeah because the one i went to in i think october 19 was an evening and we got some pizza okay in. um so that yeah, one was one yeah, it was a longer session, and I think there was about 10 to 12 of us there. As I've said before, a whole range of small portfolios, large portfolios, people very new to the platform, people that have been on there you know, a longer time than myself. And it was mainly around onboarding, how you find onboarding, what can the academy offer in terms of tutoring. Um, so it was kind of a set topic 
Mm. Um, which was helpful, and then obviously they disappeared with COVID. So it'll be interesting. Are these going to be? Apparently they are going to be. We believe apparently yes. Okay, um, and I think they're going to want to drill down on one specific subject per trader panel. If that makes sense. Yeah, you need a lot of time, don't you? You do. Honestly, it's, like it flew by. It flies by. So eight of you in there. We we started a little bit late because of technical issues right. as well. And oh, okay. It just flies by because essentially you do your introductions. Everyone says who they are for five minutes let's say um the fi rep kind of talks through what it's going to be about etc etc asks one question and honestly i felt quite bad for for the person in 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 question because although she probably gained a lot of value from the conversation that was at hand she probably wanted to get through a lot more and i think as soon as one question was asked uh it was just kind of like oh and picking up off whoever said this i also think this if that makes sense but i think a lot of the the stuff was around the announcement around the context of which kind of like team of the month and goalkeepers were introduced the the size of the yes. announcement the yeah the so you challenge rated, so there so there was challenge on size of announcement why goalkeepers communications kind of uh, communications which needs, well. okay yeah. so there was there was yeah. a challenge from i'd say 90 percent of the panel um, right on yeah, on yeah. pretty much every single one of those things and there was also a large conversation around media and how important it is for the product um mm, that was mm. that was one of the things that i left probably feeling about stronger than i did before i, th- I think it sense. scares com- i think it scares bookmakers i really do think it's a usp well, i know PB enough, someone, wonderful. someone said that oh, on. on the someone did that. <laughs> said that on the, on the on the panel they said uh yeah they said I've spoken to some bookmakers who are shit scared basically over the summer when they've got nothing on an FI are basically yeah. able to to get bets in. Well, well that's it. And, and and media saved, not saved the platform, I think it would have been fine anyway, but it's a strong word, save, but media was a huge carrot to generate trading when COVID hit. And if we have a second wave, media is what you fall back on. Um, on, on days where there's no football, it, it regenerates trading, doesn't it? And commission for them. So media cannot be um you know underestimated so i'm pleased that got through yeah and it's to be honest also like the only way a player can be at the top of the platform is essentially if they're an mb pp hybrid and i think that kind of reflects real world football a lot better because you're in a position where if you look down at the top 10 they're not too dissimilar from the realistic kind of top 10 okay you've got your kind of manes and your salas who aren't as um aren't this highly priced on fi but overall the disparity isn't that great you know um trent is the most expensive defender van dyke is a top five expensive defender um Kimmich is you know midfielder now but was a defender yes. one of the most expensive ones etc etc i think yeah it there is there is that element that f that mb adds to make it a little bit more intuitive in terms of the pricing which i think a lot of people kind of underestimate mm Mm. No, agree with you. Agree. So overall, give me just I don't know, um, productive or like a work in progress or you know neat. Would you? I think productive. How would you score it? I think productive. I think it was good, but I think it only just cracked the surface on some mm. of the frustrations that traders have for the product. Yeah. And I and I tell you what, it isn't kind of like it is maybe slight anger and slight disappoint uh, disappointment, but. I think overall, what I came away from it thinking is like there are a lot of people that are very, very, very passionate about this product and they love it, which is obviously amazing for FI. 
it's the stickiest customer base I've ever come across. Ever, ever, ever. And, you know, I, I, I disagreed with a tweet from Sam Friedman a little while ago when he said, I've never seen such a passionate reaction to a promo. And, you know, can you imagine this happening at another bookmaker? But I'm sorry, Sam, another bookmaker doesn't involve you having large sums of money held in an account for two, three, four, five years. You know, other bookmakers, we tend to place a bit, it gets settled on a Saturday, and then we maybe withdraw our money. I'm talking about recreational gamblers here. So this is a very different proposition. So you can see why the intense pressure and where that passion comes from, because it's a, a completely different setup to me. Um, so, yeah, okay. Well, good, good. I wonder if I should, I wonder if I'll ever be, uh, I'll get the call. I don't know. Are they going to rotate people? Uh, I don't. I don't. I honestly, I honestly didn't really get. I one of the suggestions I had. I was like, well, you should really, if you're going to do one about tech, then you should really involve people that know what they're talking about, right? So you'd want an iceberg and an FBI trader and uh, someone else like um, DCA from Index Gain and maybe Bishop from Index Gain as well. You'd want people who know what they're talking about from a technical standpoint. If they were talking yes. about like the tech and and stuff like that, and then if you wanted to talk about communications, you probably have someone like chris harris on or or so on and so forth yeah use your community and use the mind you've got yeah absolutely that want to see the product grow and don't necessarily think with their own portfolio Mm. which is important isn't it Mm. so Mm. oh cheers appreciate that (laughs) no worries no worries um i mean we we have touched on media just then should we talk about that now um we're hoping we won't be interrupted by some sort of announcement um mm, i know a lot of people I, I kinda, think that it's coming i, I kind of am hoping <laughs> that we aren't interrupted but i know full well that if we don't get one now and if it's done later or tomorrow then i'm gonna have to do something fucking else aren't i yes yeah you owe it to the community <laughs> you'll have to jump on youtube or do a live I'll do a live video. live something because yeah. do you do you so gut instinct here uh do you think we're gonna hear something from football index by friday close of business i think we should yeah, whether or not we yeah. sh- will or won't, I'm not too sure, but I do think that there should be something. I think there will be. I think there will by the end of tomorrow, even if it's just a high level update in terms of where they are, what they're working on. But I think now they've said there'll there'll be some communication before oh, the Friday. Oh, oh, no, there's nothing. I'm just pulling your. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> oh, My heart's pounding there. God for that. Um, so, <laughs> um, well, I think we're also, yeah, no, we need something by the end of tomorrow. And I think, uh, yeah, we'll get something. So impact of it. There's probably a few questions on it. I mean, you know, Beth and I, what do you think are the biggest three areas that, you know, are going to be addressed? Um, I think it's the naming. I think it's the... So say, t- remind me, so naming... So naming mean... in terms of... Uh, name recognition so i'm talking only using second or first names whatever it may be uh as long as it mentions the player i want that headline and that story to be attributed to that player okay full stop i think that's one fix and i think that automatically takes us from like a two to a four out of ten yeah and then i think about um the sentiment scoring matrix so i did a little tweet today that i I don't think a lot of people understood um and i'll read it out for you panda it was Mm. um it was yeah i've retweeted a lot of stuff uh ake Brackets, defender, plus two. Racing, Jaden Sancho. Brackets, United, plus one. At the top of the media buzz leaderboard. Felt quite bad because mm. a lot of people asked me what I meant, uh, either by DM or on Twitter. But um, essentially what it means is the word United gives uh, is a plus one on the scoring sentiment matrix that FI use. And defender is plus two. Um, 
which means that you get a lot more points for when those two um those two words are used it's probably why harry Maguire won so much media when he came over to united mm. but essentially it means that any player going to a team with united in their name automatically gets a boost any defender making a move uh gets a boost so mm. you're looking at something that isn't very intuitive and for me even though Nathan Ake is rightly at the top of the leaderboard today. I'd rather see it because the words involved in his headlines are more um, rec- like transfer or uh, bid or whatever it may be, whatever the words that are used, um, yes. I-, I think I think would make more sense, wouldn't it? So we've got the name recognition, which I fully agree with. We've got an element there of sentiment scoring. So you want the scores to be more accurately thought about, I guess you'd put it, yeah? The word listing. Because media hasn't had an update now since the product was, was launched. No. Is that fair? No, it hasn't. See, so it's, it's well overdue. I mean, this is very different to me. Uh, when I compare a media update versus the change in Emmy or Instant Cell, this is one where I don't think there needs to be... There probably will be some criticism and some uh, a vocal minority that we discuss again that are unhappy with it. But, you know, this is much needed to take the platform to the next level. So... You know, we've known it was coming. They said that media was a massive, um, what's the word? Like a, a big aim for them to update it and review it throughout 2020. Adam Cole said that at the back end of 2019. So to me, there can't really be any complaints in terms of the changes we get as long as they enhance the product, which I think they will. Potentially some players, their yields may drop off a little bit. Um, we'll Obviously, we'll have to see how they release um, the kind of new media monitor but to me I'm, I'm really excited about it and I don't think it's something we should be fearing so the third part we spoke about name recognition we spoke about sentiment scoring and I guess we'd also have to talk about foreign sources yeah, 81% and I think we're of... going to see 20% of the overall thing yeah yeah um... and this is really tricky right because although I've just said we don't want we shouldn't be in a position to criticize and we should be accepting that it takes us to the next level you know, 81% voting for foreign sources. A part of me does think it's Turkey's voting for Christmas. Um, but maybe that's a, a touch harsh. Because if we go fully global, have enough of us thought about the full impact of that? You know, where Vinicius, Kulosevsky may be garnering as much media as a Mason Greenwood. And, you know, Mason Greenwood, Raheem Sterling, Harry Kane, Marcus Rashford have been the backbones of this product. If we're going to drop their media returns in half, you know, how are people going to feel about that? So that's just the delicate balance I think that Football Index need to consider in terms of how much do they want to tear up the rule book and, and reset it. Mm, mm. And, and I, I think the, the turkeys for Christmas thing is quite apt, isn't it? I, I think a lot of people will have been voting inadvertently for something that will probably hurt their portfolios, which they won't realise until it's too late. Yeah. And, and I think that's good because if you can intuitively think about if you can think about something without thinking about your portfolio then it kind of means that you're thinking about what's better for the product yeah. and i think that's good yeah and i think someone asked me the question today wouldn't you rather see it fair so that 20 percent of uh the media is made up of five 20 percent chunks from each league and i said if i was bringing it uh building the, the product from the ground up i would but i think in the current mm. climate in mm. the current sentiment towards the product if you did that it would be carnage that's it's really uh, and interesting I, also think... See, I don't think i would go down that pathway purely because fihq is based in london which they've discussed themselves so i do think right. you need 
that, that is quite a neat idea what you're saying. Twenty percent media from each big five. Okay, but if 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 it's if they expand pulled or unpulled, why does that make sense for Lars Klarnerman in Germany? If it's okay, number one, if it's pulled liquidity, that's the first hurdle. If and yeah. secondly, no, but even if it's not well, okay. Secondly, then if it happens, which I do believe is years down the line, then I think you've got wiggle room or an avenue where you can readdress the balance. But I just think while it's growing and the marketing spend is being spent heavily in the UK to convert customers and to make it more accessible to British customers and get them onboarded, it should be weighted towards England. But I do know what you mean. And if it was oh, if it was launched in five countries, you had a nice pool of customers in each country, then yeah, 20% on each country or fully global, I think makes some sense. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 i think um i think you're i think you're right uh to some extent i do think that <sighs> i don't know i don't know it's a really tough one for fr it is and i think that one of one of the other things that actually got talked about on the panel was kind of like when changing game rules that fi should increase dividends to materially not affect users and me and you i think on the last podcast we debated whether or not this 60% triple media media madness thing was done with the view that this is actually going to change our bets quite significantly and I'm hoping I'm wrong but there is an inkling in my mind that that might be the case yeah yeah it will it'll be very interesting I mean there are who knows the impact of it and I'm not going to guess too much I'm just going to wait to see it unfold in front of my eyes um I've kind of got a portfolio built with some hedging involved, although I although I believe hedges belong in gardens. I have hedged a little bit in the sense that I've picked up some young European, well, I guess you'd call them superstars. Um, but obviously, as you know, Sancho is my biggest hold. I'm not too worried about the United impact because I know that word's... But let's talk about him quite quickly. Go on, just quickly, He's... yeah. <laughs> I have obviously seen you've been quite a happy bunny the last Yes. Um, he's starting to bubble away. Yep. Talk me, talk me through your thoughts <sighs> with him. Yeah, well, I've been built. Yeah, as you know, I mean, people can certainly label me a pumper. I've got no problem with that, but <laughs> you can't question my integrity or belief in the bet. So, and you know, I've been buying Sancho since last August with this transfer in mind. It's kind of how I've always looked at it. So, yeah, fifteen thousand shares. Then I've been buying over the last year, so I don't believe it's ever too late. I only bought more a few days ago. So yeah, I'm I'm feeling very confident around the transfer. The big the top four finish on Sunday, I think was was crucial, not just for the platform, but for the transfer itself, although I still thought it was gonna happen. Um yeah, got a payout on Monday with my thirty thousand shares. Very happy with the media madness. I think Kai Havertz is obviously tracking him quite nicely as well, although we can maybe talk about that another week, that transfer. Um but yeah, no, just yeah, very happy with the position at the moment. People for the last year have questioned me, you know, how are you going to sell them? Well, you know, it's not in my interest to sell them. I think he's hugely undervalued. So that's my opinion, you know, so I'm not going to be, what I will be doing at some stage is recycling the shares. So I'll be looking to recycle two or 3000 on big performances, maybe on the Manchester Derby. That I think will be a big focal point for him as an ex-Man City player. Um, so yeah, feeling quite content with it. Well, he's, he, he might actually catch up to Nathan Ake's top today because of that. Uh, have you seen Marcus Rashford's Instagram? post uh i have yes when he on said one of your one of your phones you must see it yeah i've got it on the burner phone to the right hand side of me and it says here <laughs> if we're all on the same team we'll never be defeated yeah i just saw that yeah and that's wow. rashford and uh sancho yeah, on yeah. 
that's on Sanchez's Instagram, actually, not uh, not Rashford. So that's that could propel him, couldn't it, to the top, so, which would make you uh, a very happy panda. Yeah, very happy panda indeed. I think someone asked me if I'm gushing, which I thought was quite a crude statement. I don't gush. I, le- <laughs> I leak a little bit, but I don't gush. So. Um, well, question for you, Fig. Talk- go, go on. on. Oh, good, quickly. Go on, question for me. Go on. Can I bring? Can, do you mind if I talk about relegated teams? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So I was going to pin you on the spot here. Right. We got a question from Luar Luar who I've got a lot of time for, is something I've been picking up. So you know on my wall, well, to the right-hand side of me in my office, let me explain that I've got a lot of the squads printed out and I've got depth charts and I've obviously got league position in my head. And a little trading strategy that I look at is obviously relegated teams and who are the stars in those relegated teams that the big hawks are going to come and swoop in for. So question to you then, who do you think are five or ten of the best players that have been relegated. And it's very topical because obviously Nathan Ake has been relegated with Bournemouth. So I don't want you using him. So he's been obviously moved to Man City. Yeah. Who else across the big five leagues come to mind for you? I mean, the one that comes to mind is Jack Grealish in the Premier League. But he never got relegated. Oh no, he's not been relegated. <laughs> Why, mate? Oh, this is this word. is this is the second time today that I'm afraid you've completely embarrassed yourself. Because I've let me tell let me tell the listeners the first time you embarrassed yourself, you jumped in, you jumped onto the group chat and you said to me, "I love Aki, Aki being top of uh, uh, media, a British centre back going for forty million, <laughs> mate. He's Dutch." <laughs> <laughs> to be fair to myself, I had just woken up. Well, it's about two o'clock in the afternoon. No, nah, it was about eleven. Come on, I had, had a. I started watching Last Chance You last night on Netflix. Last Chance You. Yeah, it's like a. Um, it's like a show. This is, we've gone off piece here, but it's a show about um, uh, young American footballers who have been dropped by their respective colleges, and they go and play like in a in a lower than Division One team for this uh, for this college in is it minnesota i want to say and it's really interesting really well shot like almost like sunderland till i die style but far far better anyway back to me being stupid yeah jack Grealish actually kept his own team up which was amazing fair play to him um i, I think the other two bournemouth boys in uh Callum wilson and josh king i can't see them staying there can you i mean no I've, other, I've, got, other... I've got i've got those on my list i've got i've got josh king Callum wilson highlighted at bournemouth i've also got david brooks Mm, yeah, who, yeah, yeah, potentially. I think He's he may injured st- a lot. He has. I think he may stay, but I just mean in terms of talented players to be relegated, I'd have to have him on my list as well. And then at Norwich, I suppose there's quite a few actually. There's a lot. Yeah, it's Wendy a shame. and Cantwell, and then you've Absolutely. got Aaron's, Shamal Lewis, and then the centre half. Uh, Godfrey. His name? Godfrey Ben Godfrey. Of course, yeah, I've got five pretty talented players. Who have I got here? Godfrey, Buendia, Cantwell, and Max Aaron's. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and then I had Jamal Lewis there as well. Is that the left back? Is that uh, yes? Saying? I didn't have him to be fair, so one nil yeah. to you. Okay. Yeah, yeah, one nil to me. And then we've got from Watford. Um, I mean, is depends. I think a lot of the Watford boys might be on quite high wages. Mm, mm. So I think it might be hard to quite to shift. Uh, um, uh, I've got three. Company, I've got three Fellow, names. Uh, yeah, Dale Fellow. Dale Fellow is one for me. Um, so. Yeah, Ishmael Asar for sure. I love do you him. Think someone, do you think someone would take a punt on Pereira? Potentially. I've got Decore written down in You've front of me. You've got Decore, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. I think he's a good player. That's the one. He's mm. a good player. 
he's a good player. He's, mm. You know, I think he's slightly getting on now, but yeah, he's linked yeah. to what Everton, Arsenal, quite a few other players. Yeah, yeah. And then moving abroad, anyone that's caught your eye? Um, or just to quickly run through, I've got Sangari in France. I think he's a talented sort of defensive midfielder, dynamic. Uh, Spain, De Thomas, Raul De Thomas, Mark Rocker, Espanol. Mm. That's, uh, that's one, isn't it? Kubo, but I don't know. That technically doesn't count because he's at Madrid. No, it doesn't. So Actually. I won't count him. Okay. And then in Italy, I thought about... Who have I got here in Italy? Tonali. Tonali is... Actually, right? Tonali is probably the player that I think has got the highest career ceiling out of yeah. all of the players to be relegated across Europe. Yeah, apart from Jack Grealish, of course. <laughs> Jack Grealish. <laughs> Fucking hell. I tell you, Nathan Aki, quick point on that for you. Um, yeah. Ariel's one. Oh, yeah. It's fairly low, you know. Between him and... Um... Well, well, no, I do know, because I sent you that stat this morning. Was it you I stole <laughs> Was it you I stole that from? What? Oh, yes. dear, oh, dear. Edit, oh, cut that out for the fans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he's tiny, you know. He's in the 10th percentile, his aerial wins, whereas Laporte is sixth, uh, 57th percentile. Yeah, because I, I, I expect um, uh, Laporte to be far more... Sophist- ah, far more talented in his passing because he's got so many more options to pass to so I don't want to judge Aki too much in that playing for a poor team but the aerials one is a touch concerning um, yeah but- it is but I did make a point as well to you I think that them having a lot of the a lot of the ball means that they don't need to header that much mm, mm. fair so there you go. So Aki's the first one. We've done relegated teams. We've spoken about media. Seeing as time is a little bit tight today, should we move on mm. to some questions? Or is there anything? Do you know should... what? A Bola, Bola are reporting yes. um, that Raúl Jiménez might go to Man United. I can, I can sort of see that. You know, I think from Wolves' perspective, it makes some business sense. They're, yes. a, they're a shrewdly run club, aren't they? And at 28 or 27, I don't know quite his age, um, to get, he's tw- oh, sorry, he's 29. So to get that cash in the door for him, I think makes sense. I think from United's perspective, to have quite a prolific striker to slot in behind Martial as a number nine, I think also gives him another option because they don't like Igalo. That was always a bit of a plaster, wasn't it? A short-term fix. Mm-hmm. I love the player. Oh, wonderful player. Wonderful, wonderful player. Wonderful player. Yeah. Yeah, let's see his, uh, let's let's see what happens. Um I think that could be an interesting one, but I'm, I'm I think he'll probably stay at the end. Mm. Um Right, should we should we get on with questions? While let's I stall play, when yes. you go over on, on the Twitter, yeah. I will plug one, the athletic. If you guys are looking for some amazing sports content, it's 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 a must to have during transfer season, isn't it, Panda? It's an absolute must. I love. I love it. it. It teaches me around how players kind of slot into their new environment, the plans the new club have got. It's got quality writers like your Michael Coxes and your Honigsteins and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So well worth it. Mm-hmm. Theathletic.co.uk forward slash fig for fifty percent off your annual subscription comes out about two pound forty nine a month. Panda, the ill fated question: What have you oh. bought recently? Apart from paying your groundsman probably millions. No, I've bought some Nespresso pods. Okay. Mm. I I bought a um oh a Nutribullet. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, quite a good little purchase. Nice little bit of a uh, you know another thing to add to the site. Yep, it's the, perfect. Uh, <laughs> add that on Nutribullet. Good. Yeah, I've been had using a nice my... little smoothie this morning. Very. I had a smoothie last night after dinner actually. Yeah. Mm. Um, my guy. Hang on. He just said um, was wondering if it's possible to come over now. 
I'll say I'll be free in twenty to twenty-five minutes. Right. Yeah, I tell that. Send that text back. Fuck off for a bit. This podcast Chief, is Chief, this is Chief Groundsman, so I need to treat him with the utmost respect. <laughs> um, I just do, do need to remind everyone of the Patreon as well. <laughs> if you guys are interested in checking out the Patreon, go over to patreon.com forward slash fi guide. I promise I don't talk about groundsmen in in there. You can you can leave that to this podcast. It's a wonderful bunch of lads in that Patreon. Wonderful, show. wonderful, wonderful, uh, wonderful guys. On uh, you're gonna have to start Discord. interviewing people though to get in because you know um, we need to keep the quality high. <laughs> There's no, a couple. Like, in- no, no, but Fig, we're paying to get in there, and I'm like. No, no, no! You need to Listen, also be interviewed. You do. It could be Damn like right. the short. It could be like you know the Soho House, the Shoreditch House, the Brooklyn Knicks. <laughs> or it, it, it's like going to a private school, don't you? You don't just pay the money. Do you know? Yeah, interviews yeah, yeah, and exams. I might start setting numerical reasoning, uh, verbal reasoning, and a little bit of a uh, you know a football test because when we're seeing riffraff in there, like oh Fi Pires, who's put a shocking photo out on social media today of me as a panda. Uh, it's very graphic. I don't even want it. It's, bes- it's horrible. It's besmirching of my character. And, you know, he could well be thrown out pa- the patron for that. But, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so- no, re- no, no refund as well. Just No, exactly. So that's my concern if we start letting him riffraff like that. But anyway, yeah. no, patrons are a good bunch of lads. When's the next um, webinar? Um, at some point in August. Exciting. And it's going to be media related. But I don't know what it's going to be about yet because okay. we don't have the media no. overview. Which is okay. great fun. But a couple guys in mind that I have who have been doing some great stuff and might be able to do some great stuff. I'm going to have Very one from exciting. Index Machine in October. Oh, the guy the from the podcast last week. Two the weeks smart ago. man. The smart man. The yeah. very, very smart man. It's yeah. probably going to blow my brains for about 60 minutes. So yeah. um, let's see what happens there. Um, okay. Uh, right, go on. You go first. Okie dokie. Daniel Greenfield, my talented artist on FI. Is there any truth in the rumour that you and Fig are starting a syndicate for football indexes so we can all buy a horse, <laughs> call it Rockets, 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 and let it run at the guineas at HQ? I'm 100% in. The name is up for debate, though, I guess. I don't get it. Um, I don't think there's anything to get. I think there's a rumour out there that the syndicate's being started. We're going a into horse. Yeah, we're going Around into horse, horse racing. racing. Yeah, but... We we can't comment or deny it. I'm afraid, Daniel. Do so people we... do people think I have a like shit ton of money? Because I'm not you. <laughs> well, I, I don't I, have I don't groundsmen. Either. You'd, you're you having don't... you're having a chief groundsman come over to your house. <laughs> yeah, but that's because it's health and safety, and he needs to <laughs> answer so to why this decking level C is in ruins. Right, um, another one from Daniel Greenfield, just very quickly because. I'm a big fan of his. When calculating a player's IV, intrinsic value fig, how do you take account of the fact that in three months' time, there might be another 300 players on the platform? How much do you think the FI blue chip players will be inhibited when there is a full market of players to win divs? Hashtag Panda Pops. Well, I, I actually think some of the players that are in the 18 or 19 to 21 category are slightly overpriced, um, just because when players that might have a higher potential ceiling with them get IPO'd, you will then start valuing them against them, if that makes sense. So there aren't actually currently that many 16, 17 and 18 year olds on the platform. But if FI were to IPO all the players that need to be IPO'd and then start IPOing some of those guys as well, I do wonder what happens to the kind of next crop above them, um, which is interesting. Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, I... In terms of value in players, I probably lean closely to your guest a few weeks ago, FILL. So I have a similar methodology to him. I'm quite prudent in terms of 
building in future dividend increases. So I operate at about 15%. I'm a little bit low on that because I think that I do need to kind of balance kind of optimism in terms of the extra players that are going to come on and potentially steal a PB win or two. I think it's very difficult in, in, for Daniel to answer that question fully. Mm. Good question, mm. though. Uh, we've got a question here from FI Jack on the Discord. Which player mm. will rise the most in the immediate aftermath of the media announcement? I was going to ask one from FI Perez, oh. but I know you would just probably disconnect. No, he's been barred this week. Um, the, uh, good question. Probably, I think Neymar could have a very good month. We had a caller on a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? Um, what's his name? The Kaiser who was unfortunate with his Neymar purchase. But I just think PSG have got quite a nice draw in the Champions League. He's written about and obsessed over hugely in Europe, along with Messi and Ronaldo. So if I had to take a punt, I'd probably say Neymar. You don't think it's your boy? Sancho? Yeah. Um, Not... I think it'd be close. Yeah. I think Sancho... Well, who do you think? Probably Sancho, but that's just like a cheap, cheap yeah. answer, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think Sancho, Neymar are the two that come to mind. Hmm. Hmm. Um, go on, your turn. Who is your dark horse team? This is from FBI Trader. Who is your dark horse team most likely to... Sorry, let me repeat that. Who is your dark horse team most likely to spring a surprise or two in the Champions League? And who are PSG. your picks for team of the month? PSG for you? Okay, so who would the player be? Would it be Neymar? I think it might be Mbappe. I think he might win some dividends and... And maybe quieten some people yeah. up who, who think he doesn't win any dividends. I'm going to go for... So I think Man City are going to win the Champions League or have a good chance, but I don't think they're a dark horse team. I think Atletico um, under Simeone are a dark horse team. They've knocked out Liverpool. One-legged affairs. They're going to be an absolute oh. nightmare to play. And I'm going to I'm go for... i definitely Sal- not watching those games. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to go for Sal Niguez as a dark horse contender for Team of the Month. Interesting. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, Northern Fi. If you had to make up your favourite sandwich of three ingredients and a sauce, what are you cho- what are you choosing? Not including mm. bread and butter. Tuna. Th- only three ingredients. It's yeah. Very hard. Tuna, cucumber, and um, sweet corn with mayonnaise as my sauce. Mine is the same, apart from I would switch um, your old sweet corn for some iceberg lettuce. Yeah, that that yeah, one nil to you. I give you that two nil because you've you've done it a couple of times. I think that's a far better sandwich, better consistency. The crunch on the lettuce, we won't go oh, into that. But anymore. if you are listening out there to make a lovely a lovely tuna kind of you know spread, you go yeah. for red pepper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, are you mm-hmm. with me? Spring onion, cucumbers, mm-hmm. and some iceberg lettuce. The crunch in that <sighs> is is just out of this world almost takes flavor. teeth out the crunch on that oh it's beautiful tell beautiful. me what spring onions are called in the u.s here's a test of your world knowledge which i think lacks to be honest you know I since i've got no i don't know right i'm I not will... even gonna pretend okay i will tell you um because i've are actually just searching just... it up now <laughs> you are aren't you? i've honestly no no shut up i've honestly forgotten but i will be able to tell you it <laughs> what after you search it up um, oh, sugar! It's called a scallion. Okay. Yeah, All there right. is. Yeah, a, there's nothing called a spring onion in the US. It's actually called a scallion. I did know that, but I had a mind uh, blank as I asked you that. Right. Back to We're the allowed questions. One Jack Grealish and, and Jack Grealish and the scallion spring onion. God. Okay, that's the that's the title of the book. Is it my question? Yes. Right. F I K Brown. 
Aki for 40 million. I think we discussed it, but I'll get your opinion. Uh, Aki for 40 million, good value, or could they have done better? Seems rather expensive for a relegated player. Hmm, I think expensive, especially in this market. But I did read a quite interesting tweet, which was, if you look at the left-footed centre-backs who have played in the Premier League under 28 and have played over 900 minutes, there are only about six. Hmm. So there's him, Mm. there's Tyrone Mings, there is the the other chap at Villa, Courtney House. I actually don't know who that would be. And there are a couple others. But essentially what I'm trying to say is the pool is really, really small. And I think that Interesting. it was a player that obviously City really wanted. And Bournemouth were just like, well, this is what you've got to pay. How, how is it going to work, though? Because I just saw Jamie Carragher tweet about that. And is it, he was questioning having two left-footed defenders or centre-backs. Mm. You know, in terms of balance. And play, he was questioning whether that works. I, haven't, I can't remember I think Ake will, I think Ake is going to play some left-back next year. Ah. Or a back three? Uh, no, I think he's going to play some oh. left back. Oh, okay. Not le- okay. Interesting. Um, although I did see another interesting take, which was that Pep wants to mimic the Liverpool kind of, you can just leave two centre-halves and they're so fast and so good one-on-one in Van Dijk and Joe Gomez that you can just let the fullbacks fly up. And I think apparently I've seen some takes that Pep wants to do something quite similar. If, if you have an Ake and a Laporte who are both reasonably quick on the ground fairly mobile very good one, yeah, very, yeah very mobile very good one that maybe one defenders very good at covering and sweeping up yeah and you can maybe do that my question yeah. would be whether or not they actually have the fullbacks to do that um mendy mm. seems to have declined whether or not he can find form and then you've obviously got carl walker and Cancelo on the other side who can definitely do that but I, I do wonder if he's trying to replicate and mimic that a little bit but there are so many questions about that one i think and i think 40, mm. 41 is a, is a bit much okay your question my question um sorry i've just seen the fi Pires graphic and i it's horrendous um right um fi run fat boy run what is the mad fact that wembley has the most toilets in a single building in the world or the fact that no english manager has ever won the premier league definitely the toilets yeah I think that's absolutely staggering. That's insane. I'm just going to make a note of that, and I'm going to use that at my, <laughs> I'm going to use that at my garden party. Next um, quiz. Yeah, <laughs> next quiz. Uh, the, the infamous one where I got it got it wrong. Some of my questions. Yes, good fact that. Okay, um, Sam Richards here for you. Fi Twitter. This is a scathing question. Fi Twitter is becoming unwatchable at times, in his opinion due to egos, agendas, and several other factors. How damaging do you both think this is for the product? Some Something that was very fun and very helpful to learn off has now diminished, in his opinion. Hmm. I felt quite bad, actually, um, for a bloke who was asking for some help. I don't know if you saw this altercation on, on Twitter. No. Um, someone, someone tagged me uh panda and was like check out fi guide he's got some great beginner content and then there was a few chaps who just <laughs> commented like yeah don't buy into the fi guide hype he's he's this and he's that and he's this and he's that and mm. you know I, I respect other people having opinions i i kind of i kind of think that uh what's out there and what's been done speaks for itself i suppose um but i just don't understand why you just be like yeah no don't don't go over there because it's it's you know by this guy whereas like i'd like to think you know my content and my website is probably quite helpful to someone that's coming on on board and you know i've tried and tried my best to onboard as many people as i can to this product just mm. because 
I do love it. And at the, at the very beginning of it, I was doing it for absolutely no money. You know, there was no money involved in, in the Fig brand for 18, 24 months, uh, 18 months probably. Um, so I don't think that's changed. And I think there are a lot of people who are maybe putting themselves and their agendas in front of actually bettering this this mm, thing, mm. right? And I think that, you know, I think we talked about it with the survey, right? You know, how many people answered that with their portfolios? How many answered it with their with their kind of actual thoughts to make this product as good as it can be? Yeah. I, it's, it's a really complicated question, to be honest, um, or a comment from Sam. I may well ask Sam to come on one week and have a chat to us. <laughs> I don't really know how to handle that question now. I might save that for next week. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. okay. Right. Moving on. Um, We've got a question. <laughs> Sorry, this uh, this graphic just keeps picking up. I just can't look uh, it. All right, so GPLO didn't have it answered last week, but I'm going to answer it. Ask okay. It it's, it's fucking annoying because it's about wrestling. Sorry. Uh, right, people fa- people want to know. Have, people want to know. Right. Which of these would the panda have in his arsenal? The power bomb yep. or pile driver? Flying right. elbow drop oh. or big ass leg drop? Mm. Are you going to do them one by one? We're going, yeah. Okay. Power pile, bomb or pile driver? Right. It's got to be a power bomb, a bit okay. like a jackknife from Diesel, because a pile driver damaged Stone Cold Steve Austin's neck, hurt a vertebra. Um, it's a very dangerous move, so I'd go power bomb. Uh, flying elbow drop or big ass leg drop? Uh, definitely the elbow drop. I think it looks better from the top rope. I'm thinking about Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> figure four or sharpshooter? Definitely figure four. I love that you can literally reverse it by turning over and kind of reverse the pressure and it's quite a lethal move i used to put figure four on my enemies all the time at school (laughs) (laughs) what's your finish of choice yeah stunner rock bottom sweet chin music or pedigree uh the pedigree for me i just think it's lethal um so pedigree which is triple h's finishing move go on good questions all right over to you um it's over to you Sorry, that's what I meant. I meant to say that. <laughs> Harwood Index. Let's be honest. You only need a few questions. As clearly, there's going to be a media announcement. Well, we've got away with it. There hasn't, Harwood. Pandas yeah, five off... o'clock. Surely not now. Surely we won't get it now and extend it when I've got the groundsman on his way. Pandas will often do a handstand when they wee. Oh, this is about me. Um, do you also do this? And if it's a no, can you really keep the name Panda? I mean, I've been known to do that. Yes. Um, so I can keep the name Panda. Do you do handstands, Fig, when you wee? Uh, no. I wouldn't do it in a public urinal because I'd probably get arrested for indecency disorder. But in, in my own home, I can, you know, go into the wet room on my hands and have a, have a sprinkle. Lorks, <laughs> uh, FI from the Discord. Uh, where was your go-to place to get food after a big night out in Nottingham? That was where I went to. Oh, yeah. I've never... So tell me. I'm interested in that. Where did so, you go? so there was a place called Shish Mahal around the yep. corner from me. Did some absolutely stunning stuff there. You know, your kebabs, your yeah, your fried chicken, your chips. It was just one the pizza. Really? It was, just, it was the, the go-to place. There was also a place called Chunky Chicken. I'm a yeah. fried chicken place. Yeah, also um, good. So, yeah, it was, it was very much chip, fried chicken, or kebab-based for me. Um, that was probably the only things open. What about you after a night? We, we, yeah, so I lived in Birmingham for four years, and we had a bloody good place on Broad Street. Um, it was like a van between a few of the nightclubs and it served like a chicken fajita wrap but the sauce was exceptional especially at three four o'clock in the morning oh, oh. which is perfect isn't it um, beat it. we got here a question from robbo he says <laughs> name the best ligun holds under two pounds uh, i think you're quite a fan of the english chap aren't you from sunderland 
Yeah, I like him. I, I was thinking. Yeah, that's a fair answer. I'd probably go for Golovin. Although there's a new mon- mm. there's a new coach at Monaco. I maybe would have a look at Ben Yedder. You like him, Fig? Mm. Mm. Decent players. Yeah. Decent players. Okay. I think Gol- Golovin. He's flattered to see slightly, but I definitely think maybe has a good chance now with the new manager. Um, who else is there? I mean, there's the. Adil Wasish guy, who's either going to be you know five quid or fifty. Well, who, who's, who's gone to Saint Etienne? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's not a bad show. It's a tricky league. I think there's a lot I of don't know. busts in France. I'm not necessarily saying either him or. I don't know if he's under. I don't know if Adil Wasish is under two pounds anyway. I don't know if he's eligible for the question. What about the guy that almost came to Arsenal, um, who went to Bordeaux in the end? He looks I, quite a lot like, or plays quite a lot like Adil Wasish. I don't know. Oh, come off on. the top of my head, who that is? Come on. He takes the, the listeners are screaming out here. Takes set pieces sometimes. He's mm, known to no. score a banger. He's got quite like long, almost rabial hair. No, Come it's all on, blank. Panda. Listen, it's blank. I've got, I don't know. Oh, I'm gonna find him. Sorry, that's gonna annoy me. Okay, you uh, find him. I bet you. Uh, what's his name? Is absolutely screaming his name. Oh, Yassine Adli. Oh yes, that's a good shout. Yeah, so we, we've given five names there to Robbo. Can't ask for more than that. <laughs> Um, it's over to you, I think. Um, Fi Lambing's favourite quote from Barry's leaked trader panel transcript. Did you see this? <laughs> yeah. It is very, very. I tell you what, whoever runs that account, the effort to go and do that is absolutely out of this world. You've got to have some mind. I would say a mind more advanced than the panda's mind, which is going some. So <laughs> that's going some. I um I don't have it in front of me, I'm afraid. So I don't know what the best quote was. I just like the ending when I... everyone was removed. <laughs> I was removed from the chat. Yeah. So some of it was scarily near the mark. I, some, of the, <laughs> some of the conspiracy theorists' comments in there made me laugh. Link to those accounts. <laughs> what were the What were the conspiracy theorists' accounts? Oh, I won't name them because what what, what the what the comments rather? Yeah, from the people that yeah oh, in, in the right, chat, right, you know, right. like that were, that were kind no, of saying <laughs> certain things to to the panel. Yeah, I thought it was very um, funny. Mm. Uh, Fi Tommy Stags. Oh, it's your question. Sorry. What are your guys' opinions on positional changes? Sane getting moved Ooh. to a midfielder this week seemed very mm. odd, especially as Nabri. Coman recently moved from midfielders yeah. to forwards. Thoughts? Cheers, guys. Yes, yeah, something that I think myself and um, Findex Frog would discussed, or maybe there was somebody else I had a discussion with online. So I don't know. I'd like to see consistent application and a clear methodology that we can all follow. So what I'd personally do is I'd probably uh, let Opta revise. I'd, I'd so Opta to handle the positions. They feed them through to the platform of Football Index. Football Index then have a QC check, a quality control check, potentially, and they push them through at the end of the summer transfer window. They're then reviewed again at the end of the January window. So you've got biannual reviews, and there needs to be some form of clear methodology, ideally, in terms of heat maps where they get touches on the ball so people know where they stand. So let's say a player transfers to Inter Milan is classified as a defender incorrectly. So you have that incorrect classification from September through to the end of Jan. But everybody knows, okay, based on these factors, there's going to be a review. And at the end of January, if the guy in question has been playing in midfield, you get a reclassification to midfield. It's never going to be perfect because formations are fluid and 3-4-3 wingers versus a 5-3-2. How do you determine that? But 
I trust the powers that be, you know, as long as it comes up, uh, as long as there is a consistent approach to it, then I'd be very happy. I don't like ad hoc changes where your bets change throughout the year and you wake up, you know, I was lucky enough, as you know, to get on Alfonso Davis when he got switched to a defender. That was changed at four o'clock in the morning. That's not fair to me. No, no, it's not. You know, yes, I made money, but look, that's not fair for the for the wider good of the um, mm. platform. So, yeah, what about you? That's quite a long answer there because I'm quite passionate about position changes. Yeah, I think that... Uh, did you listen to the podcast I did with the... I didn't. Spoon? I haven't listened to Spoons yet. And I, I will good. do. Very I will good. do. But essentially, we came to the conclusion the best thing to do is to basically keep them locked for about three months and do a review every time. Yeah. Uh, every three months or whatever. I think in past, I've thought about some more quirky ideas, but I think just for simplicity's sake now, it's time to kind of end this and just do it every six months or every three months, whatever it may be. Mm, mm. Um, oh, okay, on, last question, on, I'm afraid. I've got to go. Last question. Oh, I'm afraid loads. so. I know, but we maybe we can do it. If there's a media announcement tomorrow, we can answer someone on a live show okay. or something. Um, excluding... Sancho and Trent, who do you consider the best value under 25 English player to be on the index? Wow. I don't actually know. Under 25. I'm going to uh, go left field here. Go on. Well, when I, when, when I hear your answer. I don't actually know. You, well, in terms of... Uh, okay, I think Mason Greenwood is the best footballer. In terms of value and progression, I quite like Mason Mount. Mm. in terms of value i i quite like him yeah so i've got my eye on him Mm. fair fair. so i'm afraid fi fi elliot who's got the most loyal fans out of both of you (laughs) i think we'll have to put it to a poll next week it'd be very very interesting i think as some of the comments have said cracks are developing the rivalry is becoming quite fierce and the new branding has pushed me over the edge (laughs) You just hated it. And I don't know how long. You know, it's a bit like a famous rock band when they come together. The egos grow out of control. How long can we keep making sweet music for? Will we make our half century? Will we be able to do the century of episodes? I don't know because friction is developing. So we will have to see. The rivalry uh, grows, you know. It's uh, it's good. As we become more successful, as the sponsors come on board, as the listeners shoot through the roof, I'm going to start wanting more and more credit for going up the iTunes charts. And I don't know how we're going (laughs) to handle that. When 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 the listener numbers get a bit better on this on this particular show, then we can talk about that. Okay. <laughs> Scathing, cutting response. There. Yeah, yeah. All right, mate. Uh, thank you so okay, much mate. for coming on. Say hi to the to, to the groundsman on behalf of all the listeners. Um, I will. Where can people find out more about you? Yeah, have a look at underscore panda. Have a look at the new branding. And uh, <laughs> if you do panda, sorry at sporting underscore panda. And um, you know, I am working through DMs. I've answered about six this week. So I tell you um, what, the banner mm. is a work of art. Pe- people like the Mark Iverson liked the photo, oh, um, really? but the, the, the banner is a work of art. Although the banner is actually a work of art. I'm not too good at golfs, but I, I do I do like the golfer. So really, really, because yeah. basically, I had to become essentially your PA. Uh, you did you weren't answering um, yes, young Aaron yes. and he was like what are the sports that he trades and I said well I know he trades football yeah. tennis cricket correct. and American football correct but they're the four he, he, those are the four those are the core four the power four as we correct. call them correct. but he's whacked in the golfer there so fair play yeah I don't mind that at all so thank no. you Aaron and no. thank you Fig lovely to talk to you and Cheers, I shall talk mate. to you next week uh, yeah, or, or tomorrow, maybe. if not before. Yeah, yeah. Okay, mate. <laughs> Thank you very much, everyone listening. Have a great day. Remember, Football Index is a gambling platform. 
only bet what you can afford to lose. If you enjoy the podcast, please do leave a review. Please subscribe if you're not subscribed already and share on social when you're listening. Tell us what you're doing while you're listening to the Fitcast Extra. Thank you very much and have a great day. <laughs>